Counting calories is out. Weight loss is an internal game, what I like to call weight release, and it all starts from within. You're listening to Confidence Strong Within, a podcast for women ready to feel good about their bodies, rediscover their confidence, and share their brilliance with the world. I am your host, Juliana Lima, mind-body weight release expert and lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode number 179 of Confidence From Within podcast. And as always, I am your host, Juliana Lehman. And before we jump into today's very special interview, if you can give me two minutes of your time and leave us a review, we would be so grateful and it can also help other women find our show. You can do so very easily by going to naturallyjoyous.ca slash review, or you can click the link in the show notes. Now, today, my special guest is Laura May, and we talk about one of the most important topics in my personal (laughs) transformation journey, which is understanding fear and finding reliable tools that we can use to overcome it. Fear was a big part of my personal development journey for the last 20 years, and it is still something that is really front of mind for me. So I was really excited to have her as an expert coming on the podcast to talk about and really explore this topic. Laura go over how fear can hold us back either from getting the body we want in our weight release journey, how it can hold us back from pursuing love, or even how can fear hold us back from growing our careers and, you know, putting our work out there and being seen. We talk about the anatomy of fear in the sense of understanding what is fear, but also what does it come from? And I think that is really important because words have power. And the more that we clearly understand and define words that we use on a regular basis, I think it really equips us to be really empowered into facing different obstacles, but also overcoming them. She also shares some practical strategies or where you can start today If you also resonate with this message and know that fear is potentially one of the things holding you back towards getting the goals that you want, not just this year as we starting 2024, but also beyond. So let me properly introduce you to Laura. Laura May is a seasoned success coach with over 25 years of experience. She's an author, parent, and motivational speaker. Laura May is also the creator of Power of the Joy Journal, holding a master's of social work and a master's in arts and culture and spirituality. She leverages two decades of clinical practice with a genuine entrepreneurial spirit. Laura's passion for personal growth shines in her coaching and workshop facilitation. As the owner and founder of No Self Services, she is dedicated to offering personal exploration through speaking, coaching, and consulting. Laura May is enthusiastic and optimistic, motivating, inspiring, and empowering others to live their very best lives. Without any further ado, here is Laura. Hi, Laura. Welcome to the show. I am very pleased to have you join us today. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Likewise, and we had such a beautiful connection the first time we spoke, and I'm really looking forward to exploring this whole new topic with you today. So thank you again for joining us. 
And I like to begin by asking our guests to describe what does confidence mean to you? And then we can go deeper into our topic for today. Yes. Well, for me, confidence is very much about uh, trust. So we know that the root of the Latin word, uh, the Latin word fedor means to trust. And that comes from confidence. So it's interesting because when we think about feeling regulated and common in our central nervous systems, we, we're given that ability to be confident about the world, confident about life, confident. So there's confidence in a situation or a person. And then there's confidence within ourselves to be able to show up for ourselves. Yeah. And then there's confidence in life that life is going to show up and everything's going to work out. So confidence has layers to it, depending on what, what we're talking about, but we need to understand that so that we're looking at confidence proper, like at a macro level, and mm -hmm. then also how it plays out in our everyday life within ourselves, how we speak to ourselves, how we speak to other people, uh, whether we feel safe or not. Yeah. That's all connected. I love it. I love the layers concept of it. It's very true. And the whole micro all the way to the macro level, right? And all the shades in between. And I think that's beautiful. And I love how this kind of is a nice segue to our topic today. We're going to be talking about fear and really dissecting and better understanding it. And I'm very excited with all your incredible background that you're going to bring this to the forefront with us. So thinking of the whole concept of trusting and fear, where do you feel that fear sits in relation to trust? Well, I mean, when it comes to, I'd like to maybe even unpack it from the perspective of the idea that we all want to, to get what we need or get what we want in life. We, yeah. we all have needs. We want to be loved. We want to be respected. We want to be able to share our love and receive our love. And yeah. so from the perspective of getting clear on what it is that we want individually, then as soon as we ask for something, that's when the truth of whether or not we feel confident and we feel trusting shows up. Mm -hmm. So let's say I would like to change my career from being a vet tech to going into maybe my own grooming business, let's say right. that there's a, if I trust in my abilities, if I trust in the things that I can do, I, and I feel drawn to do that, to do the pet grooming, let's say, and have the, the freedom to be a pet groomer and make my own hours. And it's a different life than being a, a vet tech, as an yeah. example, then as it's played out in that person's situation, it's, do I trust my own abilities? Do I trust that I can show up in that new capacity? You're, you're going for what you want. And that's when it really starts to show us if we trust in the ways we were describing at the beginning of this call. So mm -hmm. fear, 
fear comes in when we go to grow to the next level, when we want to grow to this new adventure of moving from vet tech to pet groomer. If you have generally, you have the same situation financially as, as most regular folks, they, they have to, they don't have $5 million sitting in the bank ready to make this leap. So it's, there's a fear factor that can come up with mm-hmm. this change. So this person, let's say the person that wants to go from vet tech to groomer, they're, they're feeling this pull, they're feeling this draw, they want to spend more time in a different context with, with pets. And yet the fear comes up. How am I going to do this? Am I going to have support? Is it all going to work out? So fear comes in when we get honest with ourselves. That one way that fear comes in is when we get honest with ourselves as to what it is that we want. Mm -hmm. And that's why a lot of the time people actually don't go for what they want. Mm -hmm. They truly want because Mm -hmm. the fear comes up and it's, it's laden in all areas of life, whether it's, am I good enough? So it's connected to worth, to self-worth. And again, that's connected to confidence, which is what you talk about. Yeah. It's all interconnected. So if a person has difficulty with their self-worth, which is all interconnected with confidence, then when they are, get honest with themselves as to what it is they truly want in life, and then they start thinking about actually taking action. The fear can come up and be like a barrier or it will convince them otherwise, whether it comes through the mouths of the people that they've shared their goal with mm-hmm. or if it's in their own distorted ideas or they get a couple of no's, like they go to maybe make a plan for their new business and they get a no here or there or something happens. Yeah. So. So we get attached to habits, we get attached to things that work because we're we're designed to continue to do what's working, right? We're designed Mm -hmm. to not change anything. (laughs) Yeah. Why would you do that? It's (laughs) working as a vet tech. You're getting money every week. What what why are you changing anything? So so many fears can come up. Fear is always a small child. So it's a little one in a sense inside of us that starts to say things like, well, what are you doing that for? Where are we going? Are we going to be able to, are people going to still like us? All these interesting fears show up in that scenario. That's just one example mm-hmm. uh, in, in situations that you work with where someone's decided they, their self image, they, they've decided that the, to release the weight and take the action to release the weight. And for them, they hit this fear factor of, well, who would I be if, or will, and it's not always conscious. These are not necessarily conscious fears. They're subconscious fears or unconscious fears. We're not always aware of what's scaring us, but the fear of success of releasing the weight and changing your life, the fear of change, period. Yeah. So fear is pretty much interwoven, Juliana, with everything that we experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the like I usually like to look at frameworks <laughs> in terms of how it's almost like how my brain organizes information. And something that you said that brings like a framework that I've really got a lot of benefits from 
like when you're talking about desire, right? And especially if the desire is something that it's very important to us, in this case, the, the transition to a career that we feel more inspired to pursue. I always like to think bringing back to the animals example, since you brought the vet, you perfectly brought the vet angle there. I feel that we're either fearing what we don't want to happen or we're fearing not getting what we want, right? So it's very much the animalistic, you know, the prey and the predator and the wild type of like yes. kind of bookends, right? And what is cool about the sort of nuance you brought in is that when we're pursuing something we really want, say the body or a new career or love or whatever it is, it's very much that fear of not getting what we want that's at play here, right? That kind of like almost becomes this stoppage or of getting negative feedback or not getting the results or something like that. So I, I really like how you put that in relation to desire. I think it's really cool. So with the frame in mind still, like if you were to go to anatomy class, keeping the <laughs> science references, how would you dissect fear? Like, so just so that we're all like on the same page, our listeners, how, if you were to look at fear with like a microscope, like what is fear specifically? Fear in another way of understanding fear is egoic. So it's, it's our ego. It's, right. it's that part of our personality that thinks that the, the, the five sensory experience is who we really are. Right. Love that. So, so the ego will always be and it try, is trying to protect us. So it, it's like a little kid that, that has, is codependent with a parent. The parents given the, the child, the, 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 responsibility of driving the car when they're only 10 years old it's it's they have more responsibility than they're supposed to so the fear factor ego they're all interrelated and they are always trying to drive the car mm. they're always trying to 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 be uh to to warn or to to caution or well what would you do that for why should we change anything things aren't going to work out remember in you know in 1999 when you did this mm -hmm. see how it didn't work out so it's it, it it's always remembering when things have gone not gone well and how that's related to our animal our human animal is that it's survival based yeah. So if you have a comfortable, quote unquote, comfortable life, the ego is always like, why would we change anything? Mm -hmm. what, what, I'd rather be comfortable with this relative uncomfortableness of not following yeah. our dreams because at least we're safe, quote unquote. Yeah. So back to the idea of it being ego in a small child simultaneously is it acts like a small child. It it's not thinking, it's not online, it's not the central nervous system is dysregulated when we're scared. So if you think of your body and you think of your brain, think of the front of your brain or your forehead, think of your forehead, that's what we call that's the frontal lobe or the prefrontal mm -hmm. cortex. Mm -hmm. And that's our thinking mind, our, our, um, how do you say our our ability to not only think, but think rationally and, and also to regulate emotion, to get curious, mm -hmm. to get creative, et cetera. 
at the back of the brain, at the bottom of the of the head and the brain, at the top of the uh, like at the back of the head at the brain stem at the top of the spinal column is what we call the reptilian brain, mm-hmm. which is our fight, flight, freeze, and possibly fawning center. Mm-hmm. And that's what gets activated when we're scared or when we're scared, we activate it. So it's, and it's our animal, it's our human animal reacting, mm-hmm. reacting, reacting. So yeah, when we're hearing the voices in our head, like, well, what would you do that for? Or that's really scary. Or why would you step on that fear? Like, what, what are you doing? That's the fight, flight, freeze, almost like running from a saber tooth tiger. Mm-hmm. It's your fear factor kicking in. Yeah. And yeah. the difficulty in our society is that it, fear is always also used as a management tool. So we have two, mm-hmm. two <laughs> main sources of fear within the human in the North American experience. Generally speaking, everything I say is general, relatively yeah. general. Mm-hmm. You've got your, your fear factor inside yourself the thoughts you're having and the way in which you perceive your world, all your personal experiences. Mm -hmm. And then you have the larger collective group think fear as a management tool being pumped into you from outside, reinforcing the fear you already have of the world. And then adding new ideas of what to be scared of into your head simultaneously so it's actually like climbing a mountain 24 7 the amount of energy it takes to stay regulated and calm in a society that is pretty much fear porn mm-hmm. everywhere you can't even go out to have you know a beer and wings without watching the news which is fear 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 mm-hmm. the world is not safe you go to buy a car, somebody tells you the interest rate is going to go up. You go to buy a house, oh, this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So there's, there, is, there aren't a lot of times in our general regular experience that we feel safe mm-hmm. it, from the perspective of fear around economics or fear around even physical safety. Yeah. So we have to work very diligently to remind ourselves of confidence from the inside out Mm -hmm. so that's that's what we work on together when we want sustainable change in my in the work i do with people when a person is going toward their dreams going toward their goal they're hot for success Mm -hmm. it's what is fueling that and how to stay fueled from a sustainable change perspective, not from a place of fear. Yeah. Something I wanted to add that you mentioned in terms of the internal, external, something I've learned for myself after many, many years of self-exploration is that, and everybody's different, of course, but one of my personal coping mechanisms with growing up in a very dangerous country and so on has really, and I've felt very unsafe for most of my, at least first 20 years of my life before we moved out of Brazil, um, was very much that I almost did not have a real layer of separation between my inside self and the external world to the point, like very much a sensitive chameleon that my energy was shipped 
to not rock the boat, no matter what room I was in. So what this means is that my nervous system was in hyper alert all the time. And then it will pick up all sorts of things, as you can imagine. And then I had difficulty separating my sense of self with the world. So if the world is in chaos, I was in chaos, right? And it was kind of like building this almost like skin, this membrane, <laughs> I was separating the two of them. And a question I've had for a long time that I would love to ask you is, where does that really stem from? Do you think it's something that stems from within the context of survival from the uterus? Is it something that's multi-generational? Like, where is the origin of some of those very core fears that some of us experience? And and you're talking about your central nervous system. You're talking about a hypervigilance within the incredible elect electromagnetic system of the of yes. our central nervous system. Mm-hmm. It is the most powerful part. Everything is our central nervous system. How we show up in the world is our central nervous system. There mm-hmm. isn't a difference. So depending on whether or not we're able to have a regulated central nervous system or not shows us. And then we know that by our results. Right. So it's all of the above, Juliana. I would say it's intergenerational. I would say it's in utero. I'd say it's in your DNA. I'd say it's in your filing cabinet. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, I that's an old school way of saying your mm-hmm. your computer files on your on your Google Drive or whatever. It's, yes. it's in your experience. And so you're as we know, the the body keeps the score. So everything yes. that happens to a person in their lifetime is held in a computer program as a file or mm-hmm. files. Yeah. So there's a heart file and a liver file and a scalp file. And, and so we don't know what we know. We don't know what our body knows. So yeah. our body can actually bring up a topic whether it's a stomach ache or a headache or, or, or weight, holding on to weight, as an example, that can be the file showing up to be addressed. So yeah. that making sure I answer your question, mm-hmm. it's all of the above. And what frees people sustainably is understanding that they can they can calm the central nervous system down mm-hmm. and start to feel safe and yeah. they can start to feel safe whether there's chaos on the outside of them or not yeah and this is not an overnight experience mm-hmm. this is a continuous daily practice of knowing yourself your physical knowing, your relationship knowing, the way in which you think, those are all very important components of being able to self-regulate. Another way of understanding self-regulation is self-soothing. Mm-hmm. So how can I soothe myself in this moment? How can I calm myself down in the moment? Because I don't know about you, but I've met the humans and relatively they're volatile. <laughs> <laughs> I use that word a lot, actually. <laughs> yes. Like I remember going to church one time, a Christian church one time, and, and the, the preacher at the front, he came out in the big construction suit. It was really well done. And when I serve, I don't just serve 
from the Christian tradition. I, I love all traditions. I have a degree in spirituality, uh, eclectic. So, mm-hmm. but this is one way of hearing a message. And he said, he put up his hand and he said, who hears had the humans let them down? And, you know, everybody's got their hand up because the humans are volatile. You're going to get let down by the humans. You're a human. I'm a human. And we know we're quite capable of letting people down just situationally. We don't mean to just happen. Yeah. So when we can start moving our trust back to something that is not volatile, if we can take our all our energy and our money and our time and uninvest or take our stock out of the humans so much, you can still do it, but not as front and center and invest in your trust in life or your confidence, Mm -hmm. your confidence in life, your confidence in yourself, your confidence in what it is you believe in, whether it's life or source or universe, knowing that that there are consistencies there, Mm -hmm. then you're far more likely to settle yourself down. For instance, nature or the earth, she's, always there Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how wacky the the shenanigans are with the humans the earth continues to give us oxygen recycle you know recycle and and the sun continues to shine and the birds continue to sing and the air continues to breathe in and out of our lungs within reason you know so the earth is a consistency that you can count on mm-hmm. whether the humans are there for you or not. Mm-hmm. So that's just one idea or one way for people to start thinking about what else can I know for sure, or I can yeah. count on for sure. I mean, yeah. unless there's something in dire straits, like health wise, you can count on your heart. Mm-hmm. Actually, you don't even do your heart. <laughs> Like that is not up to you. You don't get to beat your heart. You don't get to control that. (laughs) It does that all by itself. Yeah. So one of the ways people say, oh, mindfulness is so hard and meditation is so hard. It can be, or it can be very simple, starting with very general and simple, just recognizing that you are not the one that beats the heart. The heart is there loving you all the time and you can go to sleep and it still works yeah (laughs) yeah that's that's one one way to to see the difference so sometimes when a person asks a question what's fear if we show the opposite Mm -hmm. help a person understand the difference between being in fear and being in a regulated state yeah so yeah that's wonderful mm -hmm. something you said i want to just pull out again uh, and reflect that back is the 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 concept of consistency. I would say for the first seven years after I moved to Canada from Brazil, I worked, I'll say almost, it wasn't a singular focus, but it was pretty close to on dissolving the fears because now I wasn't physically unsafe anymore, but my nervous system was equally dysregulated. So that gap in cortisol of what I was comfortable with versus what I was actually probably producing was very uncomfortable. Like I was stressing myself out with 
non-important things at work and career just to feel like myself. Like it was a real significant observation at that time. And I was working with practitioners that, you know, helped me, but it was, I was in pursuit of mastering fear and understanding that for myself. And so that was seven years. And I'm just sharing that number very much reflecting what you said that it may not be overnight, right? But it is a very worthy cause <laughs> to pursue. But looking now, what has helped me tremendous, which is very similar to what you said, is very much when the mind starts with worst case scenario stories. And my mind was raised with Brazilian soap opera, very dramatic. Like, wow, like I can go like very dramatic very quickly. Uh, I was known for that since I was a little kid. Uh, I let it happen, but then I remind myself, right, of the stories that it's not, actually not true and kind of tap into the perfection of the bigger thing, whatever we call it too. But I love it you said about consistency. And I think that word is really important because I think we feel unsafe when we can't rely on something or count on something, right? And the consistency of something bigger within or bigger, whatever would define consciousness and all those things, I think it's so beautiful because it is, in my understanding, something I can count on, which naturally calms down our hypervigilance of our nervous system. Would you agree with that? Yes. And we don't talk about it enough as being actually quite simple and starting with simple and then letting it get complicated from there. But just like fear is a management tool, fear yeah. is complicated. I mean, it's simple and complicated, but when it's used as a management tool by the systems that we live in, that's what I'm saying. That's the point I'm yeah. making. That's the thesis statement is the systems we live in, the school system, the like the education system, the political system, the news, the media, the social media, the advertising systems. The corporations, they all have a fear management agenda. Yeah. The religions, even to a certain extent, once they're used by the humans, yeah, <laughs> not the pure, not the pure message of the religion, but when it, I look at it like being watered down. Right. It's like uh, we used to have this game called telephone back in mm -hmm. the day. Yeah. Where you would say something to somebody, and then you would see if the message would stay in the circle so that by the time you got to the second or third person the message had already been watered down it had That's already been perfect analogy changed translated and so here you have religion as one example of a message through a, a spiritual teacher if you haven't tapped into your own inner knowing and trust in your voice as it were from a regulated place then the voice you hear can tend to be, and you might listen to what tends to be actually watered down through a human agenda instead of uh, source messaging. Does that make sense to you? Absolutely. And I think any sort of whatever said, even this conversation, everybody's going to hear it differently, right? Because we hear from our understanding, based on our previous perceptions, associations, and even what we actually need out of it. And like I listen to a lot of audiobooks, like I'm a podcast audiobook, like constantly every day. And if I re-listen to it, even like the same day, but later, it's like, wow, I totally missed that. And I thought I was paying full attention. I think even from that context, right, we all have like a, a limitation, I guess. And if we are the ones propagating that information to the masses, like it will most definitely be watered down. I think that's an excellent point. Yeah. And I think folks 
can help themselves by asking themselves, do I want a quick fix that I'm going to have to end up doing again and again and again? Am I going to pay the $500 now and then in six months have to pay the 500 again? Or am I going to invest in something long-term? Kind of like when you buy something really high quality. Yeah. It's going to last you. Mm-hmm. Or you could spend a limited amount of money on something and replace it and replace it and replace it and replace it. Generally yeah. speaking, just, mm-hmm. you know, that, yeah. I'm sure everything I say is to a certain extent up for debate. <laughs> um, of course. So when a person asks themselves, what is it that I actually, do I want to put my time, money and energy into this change that I've decided I'm going to put my energy into this change. I'm going to face my fear. I'm going to step on my fear. I'm going to face the terror barrier and I'm going to blast through the terror barrier. I'm not going to let it knock me back. Do I want sustainable change? And if so, then from where I sit and the experience I've had and the amount of folks that I've walked beside, I sum it up to, well, then you need to go to a place of understanding who you really are not just who you've been told to be and you Mm -hmm. go for a success like the pet grooming example because there's something inside your interiority there's something in your soul blueprint there's something calling you to do this as opposed to it being from a place of lack or fear or one of the other main fears are you making the decision from a place of fear Mm -hmm. Are you making the decision from a place of essence or divine purpose? Mm -hmm. Are you following your allurement when you're going for this? Or is Mm -hmm. this to please someone else? And when we dig and dig and dig and even dig more, we can be quite surprised at how many decisions we've made in our life from a place of fear. Yeah. And it's not sustainable because we, It's like we slowly, it's destructive energy as opposed to expansive and procreative energy. Mm -hmm. So you know you're in expansive and procreative energy when it's lighter and feels almost joyful or playful or or, um, exciting even. Yeah when it's a destructive energy, it tends to be, I have to, it feels pushed. It feels like you have to bulldoze other over other people for it. You're competing. Like there's a very different feeling inside the body when you're going for, if you're hot for success for the right reason, right reason, quote unquote, as opposed to the wrong reason, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. meaning something that's going to hurt you in the long run. It's almost like a desire versus a need, right? Like the need feeling that heavier, I have to, very dutiful (laughs) kind of like energy versus a desire that's more playful and definitely more aligned. Something that I wanted to tie back to what you said that uh, it's so aligned. This last piece you said is very much like the description of how I see weight release. I just wanted to put that in context of that as well, that as you get closer and closer to this desire of like the career change, the whatever, in terms of getting closer to that blueprint you talked about, which I, I consider that like your most authentic blueprint that we all have this inner calling towards getting back to it and releasing these old identities that most, I'd say most of us have been given, right? Like societally, culturally and all the things. 
that is really when I feel, I call them inner priorities. So it's like very much like your absolute inner blueprint. And the closer you get to it and you're almost like living in your actual zone of genius that feels like playful and joyous, that is very much when we are most confident, right? Because we are kind of like in alignment with who we are actually here to be and the what we're here to fulfill. And I think fear then becomes not so much the driving force, but more like feedback on when we are deviating from that alignment, right? That at least that's how I see it. And I see weight release and you know the excess weight. And like I said, it could be the heart, it could be whatever body parts. The body is this feedback mechanism, this portal telling us, okay, we have an opportunity here to seek alignment again, right? And that's really the big picture of weight release. They're using the body for that. And I know you use the nervous system for that but the nervous system impacts the body, right? So everything is like completely interconnected so beautifully. But I just wanted to bring that element here because anytime we talk about this blueprint, you think it's exactly what confidence means in the context of this show. And it's the overlapping of who we are and who we believe we are and who we actually are, (laughs) if that makes sense. Yeah. Yes, because then you move to that mindfulness and meditation component where... It, even in secular mindfulness or even in dialectical behavioral therapy, they have what we call the wise mind, which is the place that you go to that is like an overseer. Like um, in, in every human's experience, it's like there's a part of us that we can tap into that it's watching us watch. I, right. When I'm looking at myself on the Zoom right now, I'm looking at <laughs> myself, I'm looking at you. There's a part of me that's watching me watch you so it's like the observer that like some people say the little part of us sitting on the shoulder Mm -hmm. that that is who we are and the form is the extension so that we can have an experience yeah so in mindfulness like i said even in secular mindfulness we realize who we really are So connected back to what you're saying about our essence and our blueprint, who we really are can't be destroyed. Mm -hmm. So you're not scared anymore Mm -hmm. because when you're in joy and you're feeling like, this is why I came here. This is why I came to the planet. That's the feeling you're getting. It's like, I have to go. Like there's a guy on, on Instagram that he hugs people. He blindfolds himself and he hugs people. And he has a sign that says, if you need a hug, let me know. That's what he does all day, every day, or he used to. I don't know if he's still doing it or not, but it's a great thing. I've seen it, yeah. He's not probably not coming from a place of fear. He's probably from coming from a place of I'm meant to be doing this for my for my for my people. I don't know. I've never talked to him directly. But the experience of I feel I that's what I'm designed to do, kind of like a squirrel Mm -hmm. is designed to be a squirrel he knows his job while he's here and and you know the animal kingdom tends to know their role they know what to do like the sloth isn't looking at the skunk going hey man i wish i was a skunk (laughs) he just does his sloth thing and (laughs) and he's good you know the humans we've got it all cattywampus like we're confused like what are we what am i here for again like what's Mm -hmm. the point and with that that makes it complicated but it also makes it interesting and it makes it kind of exciting so 
in order to be able to follow the truth in our heart as to what are we? Are we a squirrel? Like what's our mission? What's our job while we're here, as it were? We need to remember that that isn't actually who we are. It's what we're playing out mm-hmm. while we're here. And that's yeah. the essence of mindfulness and meditation is to remember that we are the all-knowing. We can't be created or destroyed. Nothing is created or destroyed. It just is. And mm-hmm. that it, then when, you, when you're no longer in the vehicle of your body, you continue. And yes, that's a theory. I realize not everyone believes that. But even when you look at the leaves fall from the tree, we know there's more life that comes from those leaves. So that's what I mean. Whatever it is you believe, Mm -hmm. there's right in front of us, nature shows us that there's a transmutation, an alchemy. Uh, 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 a transcendence from one to the other and a continuation of life Mm -hmm. even after a huge forest fire there is life that comes through Mm -hmm. so it's showing us our story as well the earth shows us our story Mm -hmm. with with her with her trees and her plants she's telling us what our truth is as well we yeah. are the earth. We're the earth in human form walking around. We're like walking trees. Did, <laughs> yes. you, know we're, did you know we're 50% DNA of trees? Mm-hmm. So what are we? Half tree or half people? Or, you know, like what? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. We are. We're half tree. <laughs> That's beautiful. So we are the earth. So if the earth regenerates itself, then why can't we? Yeah. And so... It's remembering who we are, whatever we deem that to be, whatever our belief system is, and going there first is what, how we regulate ourselves, is we remember whatever we deem higher power, as it were, mm-hmm. and we connect back with that. Mm-hmm. And then the next step is connecting back with ourselves. What do we think? So, you know, we ask life, okay, life, what is it that you want from me? What is it? What's my role? And then the second step is, okay, Laura May or Juliana, ask Juliana, ask Juliana. Okay, so what feels right for me? Yeah. What am I yeah. meant to be doing? And then the third step is asking the humans, mm. not the other way around. Most yeah. folks ask the humans first. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> they ask the humans and the humans are like, why would you want to do that? Mm. And, and then they get scared and then they're like, never mind, I'm just going to continue to be a vet tech because yeah. no one agrees with my goal. Mm. But if you ask life and you ask yourself, then you may connect with the humans, but the humans could never take you off track. The fear comes from the humans. Yeah. It doesn't come from life. Life does not, life would never talk to you like that. Life yeah. would never tell you that you're not worthy or you shouldn't try it. No, life says, Hey, I'm here. I'm supporting you. Let's see mm. what you can do. Let's see what your potential is. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I, what comes to mind for me is really as we listen to the humans, as you're mentioning, I, I think the more we strengthen that sort of step too, we have discernment, right? Of taking the pieces that can be helpful and releasing and letting go of the ones that are not, as opposed to taking this is the only way or this is not going to work. And I love what you said that the fear is really when we make the outside the authority, as opposed to 
really going from a bigger, like from within source and actually have drawings like in my journals and stuff of very much similar to what you're saying. So it resonates very deeply with me, which is so beautiful, such a treat. And I'm sure others are also really resonating with this conversation, Laura. So if somebody is looking to like, I would say my big final question for you, and then I would love for you to share where people can find you. But if somebody listens to this and feels in their core that yes, this makes complete sense, soul alignment, what would you say is the best first step for someone to begin getting into not just your world, but this type of work, this type of understanding of self, what would you begin? Well, my business is called No Self Services. And the the main focus I have right now is working with leaders and their teams so that they have op- optimal success. And the reason that I like to work with leaders is because they tend to have, a, they lead. So they, they have access to a number of folks and people look to them for, 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 for being led. And, and so a lot of different ways to be a leader. Uh, But I'm open to anybody who's interested in working on sustainable change. They don't want to, to do a half job. They want to actually do the full, what we would call the full Monty, (laughs) (laughs) which is like, they're invested and they really want to have someone custom like what I like about the work I do I customize the work the one-on-one work anyway when I go in and work with teams it's a little bit more general mm-hmm. but when I when a, a client hires me we look at their life their issues their the humans that are in their life their relationships their um you know all the influences in their life and we help them to to sort this out as it were. Mm-hmm. So the best way to get a hold of me, I would say you can email me. Mm-hmm. So it's Laura May, L-A-U-R-A-M-A-Y at no selfservices.com. Mm-hmm. And no self is K-N-O-W-S-E-L-F services, S-E-R-V-I-C-E-S. Mm-hmm. So I'm we'll have some links in the Yeah, I I'll think, put them below. Yeah. And click on and I also have a journal that is a working journal that that is general. It touches on some things that we talked about today and it gives people homework, pen to paper homework mm-hmm. to work on some of these things. Uh, and and so that's called Power of the Joy Journal and it's available on Amazon. Nice. So uh, so we can put a link in in uh, for that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh I would say just at the end of the day, folks need to ask themselves, am, am I setting this goal from a place of fear? And if the answer is yes, they, they, they've got some work to do. And the work they come by that work honestly, though, because as I said at the beginning of this call, we have the pressure from every angle coming at us. This is probably yeah. the most intense time because the old way of doing things is banging up against a lot of folks that are yeah. not interested <laughs> in living like that anymore. Yeah. So yeah. we've got the new earth idea and the old earth idea banging into each other. It's very, um, uh, it's like the deficiency. It's like a deficiency right now. And so 
the more people take the step, whether it's with you and saying, I'm ready to be who I'm meant to be. And I'm ready to, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I just know that something has to be different in my life. Yeah. That is the message they're, they're investing in the new earth when they do that. Mm-hmm. So, so all of us be the change, all of us, if we're asking questions, we want to live from a place of calm and curiosity and joy and fun, which is procreative energy. Love that. Yeah. We, because we're alive in 2023, we it's work right now because there's a <laughs> lot we have to, it's like Wonder Woman and her, and her bracelets, you know, you're constantly like, keeping the the fear mongering at bay so it's work it's like a workout yeah but it's it's the best kind of workout because (laughs) when you as marianne williamson says when you are liberated from your own fear you automatically liberate others Mm -hmm. yeah and so when you're willing to liberate yourself from the fear of your own light your own truth, your own wonderful power within you help other people. So you, it's like, it's like donating, right? When you, mm-hmm. you buy something and you know that uh, 10,000 other people benefit. Well, when you raise your frequency from a level of fear, love or above, when you raise that frequency, you actually help seven, one person can help 750,000 other people. And that's, that's science Hmm. just by deciding to live from a place of a regulated loving state. So that's beautiful. I love to look at the (laughs) wellness world as part of the legacy, uh, our wellness journey as part of the legacy that we're here to, you know, propagate and leave behind. And what you just said is beautiful, even knowing as you help one person or you touch one heart, the actual, like you said, quantifiable ripple effect. It's incredible. So good. Wow. <laughs> Love this conversation. Very beautiful. And everyone that listens to us, to what you shared, I think is in for a real, real treat. And I will make sure that the links are in the show notes for those listening so that you can connect to Laura uh, after this. And thank you again, Laura, for your time, your expertise and bringing such beautiful love. I know our audience can't see because it's just visual, but you have a beautiful heart sweater uh, and you really show the love today. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Confidence From Within. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at naturally.joyous and I will be sure to tag you back. I would also love for you to leave us a review on iTunes so you can help us support our show. Stay healthy and happy and until next time.